Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, I'm Blair. And I'm Brittany. And we're the host of By the Cover Podcast. This is our first episode. It is our first episode. And welcome. Welcome! (laughs) Welcome to By the Cover. Yes. (laughs) This is an exciting day. It's our, our uh, our first release. It is very exciting. We've been waiting a long time to do this. We have. There's a lot that goes into podcasting. A lot more than you would think. Yeah. No, for sure. I think that uh, I am grateful that we have a production company that helps us because uh, I, I don't know how people do this like by themselves. Oh, yeah. No, it would be like years before we edited one episode. We would get to that point where we would be like, mm, no, we're good. We'll just talk to our friends. <laughs> exactly. We'll have a book club. <laughs> Oh, wait, we have that already. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we're excited. It's the first episode. We're, we just read The Housemaid. Yes, so we are talking about The Housemaid. Um, on Goodreads, it is a 4.37 star rating. Dang. And it's got 226,452 ratings. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot of ratings. Frida McFadden, like, totally went up several notches in my favorite author just by this book. Oh, me too. I remember when you told me to read it, you were like, you have to read this. It was it was my first Frida book, and it was definitely a good choice to be the first one, because I was like, <gasps> I completely devoured this book, like, in, like, a day, I think. Do you remember how you found it? I think I found it on Book Talk Baddies on Facebook. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the first time that we both read this was, what, two, three months ago? It, it's been a while. Yeah, I think it was, for me, I think it was last year. Yes, I finished it November 28th, 2022. Dang. So I finished it probably in December then. Yeah, it was a good one. I really loved it. I enjoyed rereading it. So we had to reread it for the podcast because, you know, you forget things when you read the number of books that we read. But, man, even reading it the second time, I was like, oh, my goodness, I forgot about this or I didn't even recognize, like, that that was going on. Yes, I'm really bad at, um, like, skimming over, book, like, pages. Like, my eyes are following the words, but I feel like I skip. Like, if I see something intriguing, I skip 
a paragraph. You're like, I'm, uh, I don't, I'm not interested in that paragraph. I want to go to the next one. Yeah. I'm like, mm, anyway. <laughs> and then. <laughs> right. Exactly. So what do you have ratings for this? I do. My rating overall was a five. Okay. Five point nine 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 nine. Off <laughs> the director scale. Yeah. <laughs> um. What else? What other categories? I think the mystery part was fantastic. Like, I didn't even come close to guessing the end. Oh my gosh! No, me neither. It was wild. It was wild. I was like, did that? Did that really happen? I know. It's like if I was listening to an audiobook, I would have had to pause it and been like, what the F just happened here? Oh, yeah. And the one thing I've learned from reading Frida's books about the housemaid, about Millie, is don't fuck with Millie. Don't. <laughs> no, you cannot. You cannot. She mm, she will get you. Right? She's my spirit animal. <laughs> I just too. wish that I could be like her. <laughs> Me too. Like I wish I had the courage to be like Millie. <laughs> So, did you have any other ratings besides just, like, the overall, like, plot? It was pretty creepy. Um, It reminded me a little bit of Verity, just a little bit. Uh, I think I was creeped out more by Verity because we didn't, like, that was kind of more, like, super mystery. Like, is she alive? Is she not? Right. But this one, it was a little creepy at times. However, it wasn't, I wasn't super creeped out like I was with Verity. Um. I remember reading Verity for the first time and, like, getting chill bumps. I'm like, oh, I can't read this right now. I know. I know. Um, I didn't really quite get that with this, but I think that I would rate Housemaid above Verity. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. Even though I did love Verity, but this one was, like, way off the charts. Right. Yes, I agree. Um, I would say that, for me, it was definitely off the charts, like, more than five. Um, but also the plot twist was like a 10 out of 10 for me. I did not see it coming. It like literally sucker punched me. And I was like, wait, this is, did this happen? Yeah, it was crazy. And just like the twists and turns that Frida takes. I'm like, how do you even think of this? Well, you know that she's like a brain surgeon, right? Yes. So... She works on people's, maybe not a brain surgeon, but she... She's a practicing physician. Yes. Yeah. That specializes in brains. And so she knows. She knows how to get in those things and, like, just... In more than one way, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Right? Uh, Man, yeah, no, such a good book. It is a very good book. So what um, did you... Like, let's dive into the book. Okay. So Millie... Down on her luck. Yes. She. Sitting in her car eating her cold cuts. <laughs> her, poor, her poor little lunchbox I with know. her bologna sandwiches. I know. <laughs> oh, man. Um, and then she finally gets a call back from Nina. Nina. Yep. Uh, Nina. She interviewed with Nina and it was great. The house is beautiful. Nina was really well put together. Yeah. And she's wondering why, why does she need a housekeeper? The house is like immaculate. Little does she know. Right? She's in for a rude awakening. <laughs> so she shows up on her first day. I was utterly shocked with, like, how they described the house. I was like, how how do people get their houses that messy? I do not know. Do not know. Mm-mm. No. I was like, hard pass. Yeah. I would have turned around and walked out and been like, eh, I didn't sign up for that. <laughs> okay, so let me ask you this. 
what would you have done if you were Millie and Nina had turned out to be a, a cuckoo bird? What would you have done? Like, are we talking about in the very beginning of the book or like halfway through like the first part? Like, because if we're talking about the first part and I was down on my luck living in my little Nissan Ultima or whatever it was, eating cold cuts, <laughs> I probably would have been like, eh, I can stay in this little attic that's right? scary with the scary child that lives downstairs. Um, but like probably like the second week, I would have been like, mm, peace out, Girl Scout. You've I, been like, you know what? My Nissan sure is looking comfortable at this point. Man, let me just, I'll, I'll go and take showers in a truck stop. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. Uh, get you a membership to Planet Fitness. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Just go take your showers there. $10 a month for a shower. Hey, that's not a bad deal. I know. <laughs> I'll have to keep that in mind if our podcast goes belly up. Right? <laughs> You think we could pass for each other? We'll just share a membership. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Probably. Oh, man. Do they still take your picture, though, if, uh, whenever you sign up? That would be the telltale sign, because I don't have red hair. Sorry. Blair, <laughs> you're going to have to go more blonde, okay? Right? <laughs> oh, man. No. I mean, yes. I would have probably... And, you know, whenever you're thinking about this, it's like... If she was that bad off, she probably would have been like, yeah, I think I'll stay because... I don't want to be in this bad situation, right. like living in my car, not having an income or whatever. Right. So I can see like the desperation, but Nina totally played to that. Totally oh, she did. Totally played to that. She definitely did. Because it, I, I remember in there it says, you know, Millie's thinking, oh my gosh, I hope she didn't do a background check, blah, blah, blah. Well, all the while she did, and she was preying on her because of that. Right. So she thought, oh, well, whatever, it's fine, like... Yeah, you, you find out middle of the book that it's all just a ploy in that Millie is, she's, tr Nina is trying to get Millie to switch places, essentially. Yeah. With Andrew. And you're like, huh, why would she want, why would she want that? Why right. would she want to give up her husband? And then you find out that he is nucking butts man <laughs> he is crazy <laughs> when he locked her up in the attic the first time i was like no like for leaving books out yeah you crazy you that was crazy nuts. that was so nuts so do you think that what happened to andrew was like warranted do you think that i mean ultimately he dies but do you right. think that it's warranted. Do you think that he deserved that? Uh, yes, <laughs> I sure do. <laughs> You're like because you know <laughs> emphatically yes because that's just pure torture. I mean, what he did to Nina, that's pure torture. Yeah, I hated that he was so manipulative. Like he used uh, Cece on every on every aspect. Like mm -hmm. you find out that they keep that peanut butter in the cabinet. Because he's threatening to kill Cece with it. Mm -hmm. And that that's crazy. That's certifiably crazy. Oh, yeah. He's a, he's a nut. Yeah. And then... Mm. Well, you, mm, you know what I'm thinking. He became a nut because of his mother. Yes. Right? That's exactly what I was going to say. 
oh, that woman, I did not see the end of that where she's like, yeah, I told him he should brush his teeth. And then she pulled out his teeth, his baby teeth with the pliers. Yeah, at his funeral. Yeah, she t- that's what she told him. She told Nina. Nina that. She said, I'm glad you finally taught him a lesson. Right? What a nut. What a nut. A literal nut. <clears throat> it makes me, like, wonder, like, come on, Frida, give us, like, the Andrew backstory. Oh, yeah. I bet it's crazy. Yeah. And I love... I know we have, this will be in our next episode, but I love that there was a sequel so we could keep following along because at the end of The Housemaid, I had so many questions like, what does she do now? Like, where is she going? You know? Yeah. So I'm really glad there was a second one to follow up with with The Housemaid. I would say that like some of my favorite parts of the Frida books is that when she starts out the book, it is from somebody's perspective from the end of the book. Right. So in The Housemaid, it's from somebody's perspective about, hey, I'm going to go out of here in handcuffs. Yes. And you're like, oh, I wonder who's getting arrested and what did they do? Yeah. And it's, the thing I love about that for the prologue, like you're talking about, is that personally for me, I have to be hooked like right from the get-go. Oh, she definitely does that. Oh, immediately. Like in the prologue, I'm like, what? But then the prologue never turns out like I think it will. Like you think it's someone else right all the while it's not no it's someone else's point of view and you know thinking back on that and reading multiple Frida books I'm like hmm I should never take the prologue for what it actually is no no so what do you think who do you think was like the most undeveloped character in the housemaid who would you have liked to hear more about or backstory of Definitely Enzo. Enzo, and I think um, a little more about Nina. Yeah. A little more about her. I mean, I know that they, I mean, there was a little bit about her history in there, but I don't, I feel like. When he preyed on her? Yes. I mean, Andrew definitely manipulated the crap out of her. Oh, absolutely. Like, especially when she just had a fresh baby and was, like, working and... <laughs> the, the leaking? Yeah. I was like, oh, mm, I guess I that happens. I know. <laughs> Poor girl. I know. I would have been mortified. <laughs> I know. Like, um, yeah, I quit. <laughs> well, she was able to after that. Right. You know, but, but at what expense? Yeah, exactly. It was way worse than, uh, way worse than that. to know more about Cece. I think she's really misunderstood. I think so too and I think that Andrew definitely manipulated that whole situation too. Right. I worry like if if Nina wouldn't have taken this into her own hands what would have happened? I wonder what kind of a person Cece's going to turn out to be. I think that she'll be okay because I think that she relied so much on Nina mm-hmm. for balance like she knew that if she 
like misbehaved, her mom, her mama went up into the attic. Right. You know? And so I think that she understood like the boundary there. And I really think that Nina did a good job with raising her when she could. Right. Yeah. But how would you feel if you even were halfway accused of drowning your own kid or attempting to drown your own kid? That would mess with me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It would just, it would, yeah. That was horrible. Yeah. And it was almost like him threatening her, saying, like, try me. Yeah, I'll actually do it next time. Yeah. I won't call the police. And I'll really blame you. How scary. How scary is it that somebody can have that much control over your life? You know, and that's what I thought reading it and rereading it for the second time. I'm like, how many people are in this kind of situation? Oh, yeah, that's real life. Yeah. Real life. Gosh. I couldn't imagine going through that. No. I feel like I'm so out of touch with reality (laughs) after reading that. I'm like, oh, well, it wasn't me getting locked in an attic. Yeah. Um, I always think that, too, like, feel bad. Like, what would I do if I was in that situation? I think it's hard to say what you would do in those kind of situations until you're in those kind of situations. Oh, 100%. And... (laughs) I can say all I want. Oh, I, I would, I would pull a milli on him. But let's be honest: if I had a kid that was relying on me, I probably wouldn't. Yeah. So I really appreciate how much detail they went into uh, that Frida went into whenever talking about how Andrew met his demise. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I thought it was so humorous. And Millie is so quick on her feet. That is one characteristic. I'm like, man, I wish I would have had that. Like, she sprayed him with mace. She grabbed his phone. And before it could unlock, before it could lock back, she, like, took off his lock setting. I'm like, who would think to do that? Yeah, someone who has had to be quick on their feet. Right. So I I just appreciate, like, Frida with that. She's like, hmm. Yeah, no, we're going to make sure that he dies a very painful death. Exactly. And then the twist at the end with the detective. That threw me for a loop. Mm-hmm. Because I always, oh, well, I didn't wonder too much about his ex fiance or whatever, but I did wonder a little bit. And I'm like, who is this chick? Like, did he do that to her too? Well, clearly. Yeah. Well, I mean, before. I wonder how she got out. Good question. Frida, if you're out there listening, please DM us and let us know. Frida, we need a book on that. <laughs> right? We need a book on her point of view. That would be good. And the ending being like that she's actually at its funeral. Right? Ripping out his teeth with some pliers. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sweet revenge. Like, you know what? Okay. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. I mean, the... The twists and turns throughout the book just really kept me hooked. Uh, I read it really, really quickly. Um, it's definitely a reread for me. Oh, for sure. Probably once a year. I'm, I mean, it's so high on my list. And we're a part of several Facebook groups. And anytime somebody says, what's your favorite thriller? We both say The Housemaid. The Housemaid. You got to read The Housemaid. Yes, absolutely. It's it's. I ran across it on accident. When I first got my Kindle, and so I started reading on my Kindle with Kindle Unlimited, and so all her books are on there. So I was like, 
Hmm. I've been seeing a lot of people say, oh my gosh, the housemate's really good. The housemate's really good. So I gave it a shot and I was like, this book is so <laughs> good. I have people that text me just that know that I'm an avid reader now. So people will text me and be like, oh my God, you should read The Housemate by Frida McFadden. I'm like, yeah, been sorry. there, done that. Been there, done that like four <laughs> months ago. You should read this one of hers. <laughs> exactly. You should really read more of her because she's freaking good. Yeah, I think that she's so high up there on my charts as like the mystery thriller author. She, I mean, she's great. Absolutely. So how much, how much do you think Nina had to pay that doctor to... Tell Andy that she couldn't get pregnant. Probably really p- pretty penny. Or maybe he just had pity on her. Maybe. And how do you think she got him to do that? Because Andrew always was one step ahead. Right? And I, that was one of the questions that I had was how she, because she's tried to escape multiple times and she failed every single time. Yeah. So how was she able to do to do that, I mean, it was pretty. It, it, that is a, an an unanswered question that I have. Yeah, me what too. is your theory? I don't know. I don't have one. I don't have. I don't know. But I would like to know. Yeah, I would kind of like to know more about her life, like in detail. I would like to know more about Andrew's dad, like how he allowed the mom, Evelyn, yeah. Evelyn, yeah, to abuse her kid. Like, definitely Andy had been abused. Oh, yeah. 110%. It, so, well, and half of that, too, is, like, mental, mental abuse. Mm-hmm. Like, just having that, mm, like, can you imagine having a mother like that? Right. That would be terrible. That would be terrible. And then in turn, you treat your wife like that? Yeah, it's definitely a learned behavior. Definitely. Hopefully, Cece got out for, before that happened. Yes. And I wonder this, too. I wonder if it's, like, in his genetics. Because, you know, some people that have messed up childhoods grow up and they're like, I don't ever want my kid to be like that. Or I don't want to ever be like that to my kids. You know, I don't ever want to do what my parents do. So I almost wonder if it was just, like, genetics. Yeah. Like, there was something wrong with his brain. Yeah, like, chemical imbalance of some sort. Like, just crazy, you know? Yeah, that's a good theory. I wonder that. But I love, like... The analytical side of the housemaid. Yeah. You could, you could come up <laughs> with so many different scenarios. I know. You can and just that, make, your, you make your own up. Yeah, and that's what's so great about the book, though. Seriously, in all honesty... That is what makes this book so good. Absolutely. And I think that that's why it's such a great thriller mystery. So what was the most crazy thing that you thought Nina did? Hmm. You know, when she went at ape shit and started throwing stuff out of the refrigerator, it kind of made me chuckle, but I was like, oh, I'd be so pissed. Oh, yeah. I would be, like, picking up stuff and throwing it back at her. I'd be like, you clean up your own damn mess. Exactly. You know? I think that would have probably been, like, the straw that ca- broke the camel's back for me. I that been was like, day two, though. Uh, you would be yeah. back eating cold cuts in your knees <laughs> on Ultima at that point. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to remember what else she did that was really, really super crazy. I think the clothing situation was was a little bit 
and I, I don't know being Millie if I would have accepted the clothing. Yeah, um, because I felt I I think to, I if it were me would have thought mm, there's a catch. There is a catch, and she can either hold this over my head later or use this as leverage or something. Mm-hmm. I might have been like, uh, yeah, no. Yeah. I don't think I would have. The cell phone situation, I also, like, was kind of shocked that Millie being, and I guess maybe it's because she was incarcerated, but why wouldn't you check Find My Friends? That, that's what she was using. It's it Point blank says in there that she was doing Find My Friends. Yeah. And it's like. Why didn't you check those things to see, like, that somebody was tracking you? Yeah, and you've been out of the loop for, what, 10 years? Something Mm -hmm. like that? Uh, uh, You know, with technology? Like, that would be the first thing I did was go search through my phone and say, oh, my gosh, like, what what have I been missing? What's new? Right. And I think that it would have been kind of alarming to me that I didn't have cell service up in the attic. Yeah. Like, you go from outside the room... Or you go from the, the second story, yeah, to the attic, which is just a few steps, and then all of a sudden, miraculously, you don't have any service? No. Red flag. Red flag. Exactly. Mm-mm. And I think that the scratches on the door would have given me such the heebie-jeebies that I would be like, eh, mm, can I just sleep in my car in your driveway Yeah, like, and use the shower on the inside of the house? Exactly. Like, <laughs> I'll even eat my cold cuts in the car. Exactly. <laughs> but, I mean... I wonder, like, when people get into, because realistically, people are in this kind of situation, which I feel terrible about, but, like, do these things not register to them? Like, hmm. Like a bad gut feeling. Right. And she kept saying that she had a bad gut feeling. Right. And Enzo tried to warn her by saying danger in Italian or whatever. It's almost like one of those scary movies where the main character is about to do something so stupid, like open the door or whatever, and you're you're like screaming in the movie theater. Don't do it. (laughs) But they do it anyway. Yeah. And you're like, like, that was dumb. It's like running up the stairs in a a scary movie. Mm -hmm. Like instead of running out the door, getting in a car and driving away. Yeah, they go upstairs. Yeah. What are you going to do? Jump out the second story window? Good luck. You'll probably break both of your legs. And then you're still getting murdered. Right? <laughs> so, I, you know, it's, things like that are kind of an ick for me. But I didn't even mind it in this. I'm like, yeah, go upstairs where there's no cell service. I'm, I'm interested to see what happens. Yeah. Because at this point, I feel like there wasn't any, there weren't many signs yet. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, man, whenever... He didn't, you know, okay, and I also found this interesting, too. So whenever he, um, Andrew and Nina first got together, weren't they together, like, four months before he started doing this to her? No, they were they were together, and they got married, and then it was, like, four months after they got after married. After the marriage. So it was probably better part of, like, a year, year and a half, because she kept saying, I'm looking for his... Flaw. Flaw. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, wait. Yes. Shit. I found his flaw. He locks me in an attic and beats me. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it surprised me that it was so quick mm-hmm. to happen to Millie. And I think that probably the reason it was so quick is that he just needed that kind of release because he, he was hadn't. already so pissed off that Nina, because the attic is her like, Punishment. Punishment room. I was going to say torture room, which (laughs) 
was a little bit more than <laughs> going the wrong direction there. Yeah. We are not talking fiction fifty shades. <laughs> but um I think that he just kind of needed a release at that point. And so he was like, Oh, day two. Yep, here we go. She yep. left books out. Yep, in you go. <laughs> Get up to the attic. What did you um what did you think about their night in New York? I, at first, was convinced. I'm like, okay, they're going to run away together. They're falling in love. like Because, you know, this was before we started figuring out Andy was the crazy one and not Nina. So did you think that it was going to turn into a love story at that point? or I didn't think it was going to necessarily turn into a love story. I think that I thought... Nina was going to try to kill them or catch them, and it was going to take a whole different road. Right. But it didn't. And I was very surprised. Very surprised. Because he was so nice. You know, he's good looking. He's got money. He's nice. I mean, he looks like he's got it all, right? Those are all red flags. Even the good looking part? I mean, yeah. I mean, when you're that stunning... And, and you have, like, the perfect life, there is some sort of red flag in there. You're like, mm. You look at the, look, we were just talking before this podcast started about Fifty Shades. He was so good looking. Yeah. He had it all. He yeah. was a little bit detached from, like, reality. Yeah. But he was a sadist. Like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a good looking one. Well, um. But. <laughs> You know, I bet Andy's family is like the Murdoch family. Ooh. You know, you're going to be so mad. I haven't really followed that very much. I haven't either until this past weekend. I watched the um, Netflix documentary. And I was like, and the whole time my family thinks I'm ridiculous. The whole time I was going, I wish someone would write a book like this. And they're like, (laughs) why don't you just did it? It's a housemaid. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, why don't you just watch the show? I'm like, no, I need a book. (laughs) We're addicted at this point, right? (laughs) We're ridiculous. (laughs) We have to read our feelings. Yeah. No, I need detail from the book. Right? The book is always better than the movie. Absolutely. So going into my next question, who do you think would play Millie? If they adapted this into a movie. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't follow actresses very very well. well. Yeah. The only one that I could really think of that I could picture as like Nina Mm -hmm. would be somebody like Blake Lively. Oh, yeah. I think that she has a little bit of craziness in her. I think of um, she did a movie... Perfect Strangers. Mm-hmm. Like, the cast of that would fit perfectly into The Housemaid. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I wish they would make this into a into a into uh, either a movie or a TV series. Right. That would I be think, good. I think so. It would be good. But then again, it's a five star for me, so all my five stars I wish would turn into shows. <laughs> <laughs> agreed. Agreed. Oh, remember whenever Andy kept her in that... Um, psych facility for like eight months right yeah can you believe that I cannot believe that what would you have done would you have like played along I think that that reminds me of a different book the silent patient um I haven't read that one. Oh, it's good it's good um the premise is the the girl is in a psych ward mm-hmm. and she's not speaking mm. and so I think that I would probably 
default to that. I think that I would default to just not speaking because if nobody believed me, I would be so angry that nobody believed me. Yeah, you would be like so like just discouraged, like no hope. I I agree. And I think that it's hard to think about that because that's somebody's real life at this point. Yeah. It, that somebody doesn't believe them. Um Gosh, yeah, that would be really difficult for me. Yeah. What me would too. you do? Honestly, um, I don't know. I really don't. It's one of those things kind of like you don't know what you would do until you're in that position. Um, I guess it just depends on your like, uh, I think it would depend on my mood for the day. <laughs> like they one would day, think that you were bipolar if you switched moods that often. Yeah, exactly. You know? Like, I think one day I'd be like, you know, like my life really isn't that bad. Like trying to, you Bring know, help myself. Yeah, help myself cope. Help. Yeah, help myself cope with it. And then another day I'd be like, no, like I'm done. Like I'm not doing this shit anymore. Like I've got to do something for myself. I've got to get myself out of this situation. But then it's like, if no one believes you, what do you do? And so what was the turning point that allowed her to come out of there? I don't think that it really said that. Yeah, I think that he was just like, hey, are you ready to come home? And she's like, yeah. And that was that. I'll be a good girl, daddy. I promise. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Well, that took an interesting turn. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Like, okay. (laughs) Well, Frida, we just turned your book into something it was not meant to be. Right? (laughs) Frida, did you know you write smut books? (laughs) (laughs) Well, now you do. We can probably, between the two of us, turn anything into a smut novel. (laughs) Shame on us. (laughs) Man. (laughs) Yes. Now, I would say if we were turning it into a smut novel, I would definitely want Enzo as, like, the main character. He Uh, is fine. I know. That was, like, a perfect description of him. I was like, ooh, he could, like, I'm a big old girl. He could probably lift me up. Carry me over his shoulder. It's fine. Yeah, I know. And just the fact that... He, too, kind of, like, tries to not let anyone know how much he knows so that he can kind of use that to his advantage. Like, he just doesn't know how to speak, so he, like, acts like he doesn't know what's really going on whenever I think he kind of does. And because at one point, Andy says, he's over in my yard more than he's in anyone else's yard, and my yard isn't even that big. Like, what is he even doing? And it doesn't specifically say that him and Nina have really had run-ins. No. Besides the fact that, I I guess, no, it doesn't say that they have run-ins as far as, like, he's tried to get her out of there. No, I think it's just to, toward the end. Yeah. Whenever he, she asked him for help. Yeah. And then it didn't pan out very well. Yeah, but didn't didn't they kind of have like a little fling? Yeah, in the hotel room. She she expected him to like stay and with her in the hotel, and then right? Am I off base? I don't think so. Yeah, so I think that she was expecting him to 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 be with her, and then at the very end, she wanted him to go off to California with her and Cece. Which I totally expected that he would do that. 
But I think that he was too wrapped up with Millie at that point. <laughs> Am I just making up a book? <laughs> Am I'm I turning this into something it's not? <laughs> I'm trying to hang on. I'm trying to go back. But he did. <clears throat> he did definitely want her. She wanted him to go with her. Okay, yes. So I think they did sleep together because I found the part <laughs> on page 266 where it says, I'm the one who tugs Enzo by his T-shirt onto the queen size bed. Right, okay. I wasn't off base. Yeah. I wasn't making up a smut novel. <laughs> <laughs> Dang there it, was, Blair. There was a little bit in there, not much. Um, But yeah, she said, but he's the one who unbuttons my blouse except for the one button he rips clear off. Woo! Um, and pretty oh wait and pretty much everything that happens after is a joint effort okay so i was not off base no okay you got it you got it right (laughs) yeah no he mm. if he looks like they describe mm, where's enzo at where's he at Mm, apparently in somebody's yard (laughs) doing yard work Or in someone's hotel room. (laughs) Ripping buttons off. (laughs) Exciting. Uh, Overall, such a great book. It was a really great book. a great book. So, I don't think I asked you what would you rate this book. Oh. Did I ask you? Yeah. Okay. It was a five. Yeah. Plus. Easily five. Yeah. Five plus 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 plus. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, it's such a great book. It was. Um, I'm looking forward to the sequel. Oh, I'm extremely looking forward to that. That was great. Yeah, I I mean, Housemaid was up there. I'm excited to see if the Housemaid secret is up there for me. But we'll jump into that one in a couple weeks. Yes. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us today. We've really enjoyed releasing our first episode. And we're so excited to talk about the sequel to The Housemaid. In two weeks. Yeah. And then also, just follow us on socials. We'll be dropping um, our future books on there. Um, After we drop the episode, you'll know which book to read to follow along with us if you want to join us. If you have any book recs that are your absolute favorite, definitely send us a message on Instagram. We're at bythecover underscore podcast. Yes. Definitely DM us those uh, recommendations because we love recommendations. We do. We do. Yes. All right. Well, y'all have a wonderful day. See y'all next time.